How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Blind. I am your host, Chris Adams. However you are listening to this thing, whether it be Podbean, iTunes, the podcast app on your iPhone, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you hit the subscribe button, as soon as I put out a new episode, you get to listen to it sooner than somebody just searching for the podcast. Um, for some real weird reason, the episodes don't show up for a day or two. Unless you hit the subscribe button, they are almost instant. So you get like a little advanced sneak preview as long as you hit the subscribe button. So make sure you do that. I really appreciate it. Leave us some feedback, some reviews, comments, all that type of stuff is much appreciated. If you're not following along with us on social media, make sure you check out BTBN on Facebook and Instagram. Um, That's where all the latest stuff is being posted updates episodes are coming out that type of stuff is all going to be there um btbn podcast is the closed group on facebook and that's where a lot of posts are made um yeah my allergies are killing me this week uh so yeah bear with me um btbn on facebook that's where a lot of the the stuff is being posted the live show head-to-head call maker build-off challenge um our last episode was last week on wednesday 7 30 tonight wednesday it's going to have the second half of the bracket of the first round and uh, we're going to see eight more call makers go head-to-head versus each other and see what the heck they end up uh end up scoring man so make sure you check out btbn on facebook tonight 7 30 central time Callmaker head-to-head. If you want to get yourself a nice showpiece to put on your desk that kind of resembles a duck call and sounds like one, hit me up at Unstable Calls. I'm the king of anti-marketing myself, so make sure you you get yourself a nice paperweight and check out Unstable Calls. Um, If you want to get yourself a nice t-shirt and you don't like bedazzled jeans or any of that nonsense glitter on your shirts, uh, then check out Fox Red Apparel on Instagram. They have a bunch of really cool, clean designs. So that's the type of stuff that uh, that I wear. So it's not for the bedazzled jean-wearing guys. So check it out. Today, I got another return of a uh, callmaker competition caller. He's in the head-to-head tonight. He's obviously the favorite because he's the only one who's ever blown a meat routine. So, without further ado, Mr. Domingo Sanchez. Mingo, what's up, buddy? Not much. How's it going, man? Oh, not too bad, man. The end of another long weekend. Trying to get... Dude, I totally have slacked off on, like, Last weekend, I was super busy getting all the head-to-head stuff ready, getting guys pictures, sound files relabeled, and doing all that stuff. Like, I had the bonus of having an extra day off this weekend, and I totally didn't do any of that. So when we get off here, I'm probably going to, like, try to knock some of it out real quick so I'm not screwed tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think people realize how much work it is doing stuff like this. It doesn't seem like it, but, like, that uh, call maker contest that uh, they did, uh, the call nut classic, Mm -hmm. that was, was it was a lot of work, but, I mean, it was fun. It was worth it. Dude, you did, what, like, 78-something calls? I think it was, like, 82. Jesus. Yeah, that is a lot. lot. 
Well, and people don't think about it because, you know, you're trying to save everyone. Did you write it down on, like, paper? Whose yeah, car you were blowing at what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I can only imagine, like, you guys are sending me your videos, and then I'm saving them onto my phone and immediately going in and putting them in the iPhone editor and putting a title on there. And I have a piece of paper at home writing yeah, down track which color is which. Yeah, writing down which color is yeah. which and which one hasn't sent me the paperwork and, like, pictures and stuff like that. And then sending all that stuff off. It's, it's, it's a lot to keep straight. Yeah, it's not hard. It's just time-consuming. It's tedious. Well, it's almost stressful a little bit. Yeah. Because well, you, you really don't want to screw anybody up. You don't want, like, the results to be, well, I switched this color and this color. So, like, uh, on the Collins Classic thing, uh, I think I left out one person's. So I ended up having, because I, I did uh, put them all into a random number generator mm -hmm. or, and then ran, randomly generate them. That way, the list that of, like, calls that I did receive, they weren't, like, people couldn't look at that list and be like oh he was number five but i just wanted to be random that way it was 100 percent fair you know people weren't like well my number was this or that i mean it's 100 percent random uh, except for one guy that i forgot and i was like i don't really <laughs> there's no way i can go back through and random numbers oh, yeah, no. i had like i had all the lists already <laughs> done out on uh like excel basically it just would have been a ton of work so i was like this guy's just gonna get the last number right nobody's gonna know yeah. Yeah, that yeah, nobody is, uh, knew. The only person that knew the numbers was me and Sean. See, that's perfect, man. That is... Like, Channing nor... Uh, obviously, once I send Channing the pictures, like, he doesn't know what caller number your video is. Yeah. Like, um, so we'll post up pictures of people's calls tomorrow. I know you guys got the, the head start on it tonight. And then I'll, uh, I'll post videos... And not say whose number is what or anything like that until Corey has it scored. So that way, he doesn't jump on Facebook in the middle of the day or something like that and be like, oh, crap, now I know who's who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing. Just make sure everything's fair. Everybody wants a fair shake. Yeah, yeah, and trying to keep everybody as happy as possible. Kind of like, um, man, going over different videos. Um, freaking whose was it? I can't remember. I think it was Sean's. It was pouring rain wherever he was at. Oh, yeah, yeah. I it, remember that. Yeah, yeah, it sounded super watery. I was like, damn. Because you want it all to be outside or as consistent as possible. Yeah. So, like, if you did it in your living room, everybody's living room is a different size, different crap in there. Yeah, if it's all hardwood, it's going to have a lot of echo. Yeah, so I was like, I want everybody to go outside and average 15 paces out, you know? So you yeah. end up with 15, or, uh you know 30 yards or whatever the hell that comes out to but uh that that's the tough part man is trying to keep the sound file similar so i think somebody sent me one and they had um they live like right next to a freaking highway so he's like oh. dude i have to do it inside like i don't have any way to do it anywhere else and i was like okay you know we'll do the best with what we can but you know it's going to be noticeable yeah yeah for sure Mm. So you had the huge advantage. Well, not advantage. You had the huge... Uh, you kind of caused a freak out when you answered 
and said that you were going to be in it. Me and you had talked about leaving your name off till the very end. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, I'm not going to jump in till then. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm mainly doing it for fun, just like as a competitive person. Oh, yeah. I know I do, I know I do have a bit of an edge, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised, like, you know, my particular contest call, I think it was one of the first two that I ever got off my uh, regular DS jig, and it is amazing. It is the best call that I've ever built. I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's an awesome call. And the one for this contest has got a little bit longer barrel, a little bit longer insert, so the dynamics are off on it just a little bit. still sounds very good, but it lacks just a little bit of hold, so I can't be kind of quite as finessey, and uh, so it takes a little bit more air since it doesn't have the hold in it. So, I mean, like I could see a good caller like Michael Meredith, you know, jumping over me i mean i wouldn't be surprised he's a very good caller he doesn't give himself nearly enough credit well and that's the thing even listening to his video we were in our own little uh group chat you know offline yeah and he was posting something about his video and i wanted to tell him without he sounded nervous in his video almost like and everybody's gonna be nervous naturally yeah. and i was like dude i've heard you jump on for a sound file or a live video and rip it a lot cleaner not thinking about a routine you're letting and naturally guys are going to do it because they're not used to it they're letting the routine freak them out yeah uh and i mean you know even though like i'm in it i'm more than willing to have help anybody like i steven moss sent me some videos and like gave me you know, a few pointers um one thing that is hard to teach is uh, your flow. Just making sure it doesn't sound like it's got a lot of pauses and it's not real choppy. And that's just, what, something you can only get through, like, repetitive uh, routines. Just doing it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, basically building your own little routine and figuring out when to take breaths. And sometimes, like, you can't even tell someone takes a breath. Kind of like the goose callers do on, like, some of their check notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They take, like, a little tiny breath to catch up on their air. Yeah. And that's a... Man, four weeks is not a long time. And that's, you know, the number one message I get. Everybody's like, well, you know, I'm not a competition caller, but I'm trying to do my best and all that stuff. And I was like, that is all anybody is looking for, man. It's for you to do your best, and if you make it to the next round, get a little bit better, because you'll have eight weeks yeah. under your belt at that point. Yep. So. And, I mean, always reach out to people for help. I mean, granted, Corey's judging, so, I mean, if I was to ask someone for help, I probably wouldn't ask him just because he's judging. But there's a ton of other good callers that would be more than willing to help, I'm sure. Like, uh, one, one guy who's really good at meat calling is Dan Getz. He has kind of a different style than Corey, but he's a very, very good caller. Um, he knows what he's listening to. He judges. Uh, I'm sure he'd be willing to help people. Um, there's a lot of guys. Hayden Richard. Uh, shoot me a message if like the next round anybody is like so what exactly are you looking for I mean you know I could help steer them in the right direction yeah yeah absolutely man it uh it's been kind of a, a cool little thing I've what I've been surprised with is the amount of interaction that isn't you know public in our own little group yeah it, that it group is, chat it is ridiculous yeah I said it I did a, a podcast <laughs> with Jamie like an hour and a half ago and uh we were talking about it i set my phone down to do something man i don't know if i was taking a shower or what the hell i was doing and uh got out and 
it had been like maybe 10 minutes and the girlfriend was like hey your phone has been going off like crazy and i was like yeah the group chat had like 40 messages come yeah. through she was like you have like 60 unread notifications and i was like all right it'll be cool uh, yep I had, to, I had to turn off the vibration of my phone one morning i think you guys were going at it like at 9 a.m or something and i sleep till like probably 11 or so i've always been like a nighttime person uh and my girlfriend she works like she gets off work at 10 p.m. So she does the same. She sleeps till, like, I don't know. She sleeps till about 10, 10.30. If it had to have been, like, 9 a.m., you guys were just blowing up the phone, and it was just sitting there vibrating. It's like, mm, 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 mm. Like, didn't stop. And she was like, stop it. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so, not good, man, because I get up at 4 our time yeah. together. <laughs> so. Yeah, so just imagine that being at, like, at, like probably... 2 a.m. Yeah, you'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I have to. I probably wide awake for that. I have to put my phone on silent. I just keep it to where I can hear my alarm, and then I have to put it face down, or I get yelled at because it'll go off. Yeah, Yeah, the light comes on. Yeah, it lights up the whole room. Like we have a a post-it note over like the um, the little extra fan we have on top of our ceiling fan because that one little green dot and like i have my laptop i have to put it in my drawer because that little light keeps it on we live like freaking hermits at night yeah you're in a pitch black that's right man. no lights no sound after years of uh sleeping working overnights like you're talking about that uh it's been crazy last time we talked man you had just been uh just switched over to a full-time call maker so yeah how's yeah. it been yeah. it's been like nine months since then uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm not really exactly where I wanted to be. There's been a lot of difficulties this year, I think, for everybody. Uh, I was, you know, hoping to have some extra money, put it towards some CNC calls, but that definitely didn't work out. Uh, but I'm still, you know, still just doing, I mean, I'm doing good. Has the uh, not being able to do competitions really freaking, like, not having some extra prize money kicked you in the nuts? That, that's kind of what I was planning, honestly, is, you know, maybe, you know, regionals paid decent money. I was planning on kicking pretty much all the contest earnings that I got towards that. And, you know, that obviously didn't happen. There was, like, there's been, like, two contests this year. Yeah, uh, dude, that's, like, a legitimate, like, if you go out and you place, what, top three and say all the competitions in the area you can make legitimately like fifteen thousand dollars doing it if not yeah, more. I, think, I think last year cash and prizes i was easily over 10 yeah i was gonna say be make sure you whatever you declare to the irs but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't edit anything so that's <laughs> not good but yeah man it um dude that's a pretty big kick man for uh not being able to do it let alone just all the the normal seas of living life on the freaking competition circuit yeah eh. it's it kind of sucks it's been a bummer you know i'm uh, in a group chat with a couple other contest callers and we still you know keep in touch and we're just you know we're waiting to hear about what's going to happen with worlds last we knew they said it was still on but uh there's that dnw contest in arkansas and they said they were waiting to hear back from them whether they're gonna have that regional or not so yeah i saw was it you who just posted on there like yesterday or the day before yeah, that i just commented on one of the posts asking yeah if it's still happening i saw that. that's two weeks away that's kind of you know it's you know probably
probably take the extra money now and hold it in pocket, but it's like, well, it's two weeks away. It's fucking uncertainty. Yeah, right, exactly, man. And it's like, I'm trying to... Luckily, it's somewhat close. It's not like Salt Lake or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Trying to book... Well, that, uh, well there's uh, Stumps having that contest in... I guess, South Carolina. He is having it's a contest? To have, uh, it's supposed to be. I think, you know, still waiting to hear back from Worlds. Um, they're supposed to be... Someone said that they're having a meeting like the 16th or something. Man, they just need to so, go up uh, to northwest Arkansas because I go there for work all the time and they do not give a crap. Uh, it's, it's not really that, I don't think. I think it's most places the venues. Like, people don't want to lose business or people think bad about their business because they have, you know, like 30 people there for a contest. And the 30 people are going to be... 10 to 15 callers maybe some significant others and kids you know someone's gonna bring their kids or whatever so i think they're just they don't want the people seeing that and be like oh my gosh there was you know tons of people gathered around for some stupid event or whatever i think the businesses just don't want the backlash and you know i don't blame them um yeah you can't you can't they got to do what's best for them yeah yeah they got shareholders to take care of man it's yeah a- it's wild. It have you been getting Definitely into it? You've been getting into any of these online stuff recently? Uh, yeah, I blew in that online Main Street and actually won it. That's and I so did the live duck too, and I think I was like sixth in the live duck. Damn, dude, that's yeah. crazy. the The Main Street one got pretty big too, didn't it? Yeah, I think there's thirty two callers in it. Damn, that's wild. So when I you guys are going to call offs, two call offs between me and Hayden Richard. Really? Yeah. That's so... I can't imagine that, doing it live. Like, so, did you run all three rounds in one day? Uh, no. It was, I think, basically a day between rounds. That way the judges had time to judge and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems like a lot of sitting around for guys. No, yeah. Um, Which, I mean, that's about what everybody's doing anyway with the COVID. Just sitting in the house, most people. Dude. Not it, a whole lot you can do. You come to Springfield, you'd never even notice any difference. Really? Yeah, you just see people wearing masks like out at public places, but it was really funny. I was up at. Do you have? Do you guys have Casey's in Kansas? Yeah, gas like, Yeah, Casey's are everywhere, right? Like we have a, we have a ton of them here in Missouri. And I was at Casey's today, and uh, in Nixa, south of Springfield, like five miles, in our county, we don't have to wear masks. So I was just in Casey's uh, grabbing a freaking I don't know energy drink, Red Bull, something I don't fucking remember. And uh, I had some dude. It's a single line. Everybody, there's spots on the floor for people to stand. You know? Oh yeah, six feet apart. Yeah, like a normal line where you're freaking one behind each other. This dude comes up. There's only one line working, and he's standing like a foot to my left, like next to me. Like we're standing in a straight line against like a against like the foul line on a baseball, you know, yeah. field. And I just sat there and I looked at him. I was like. For a couple seconds, I was just ignoring it. But then I looked at him and was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Number one, there isn't two uh, lines. I don't know what you're doing. Number three, are we are we doing cutsies? Yeah. Number, number three, you are way too close to me, bro. Be, like, I'm not worried about catching anything from you, but you're in, in my normal comfort zone. In your hoop space. Yeah. I'm like, what? So he ended up looking over because I guess he felt like the what the hell are you doing stare. 
and it was like, oh, oh, and backed up. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from those little things, crazy. Yeah, aside from those little things, like everything is pretty well normal here. Uh, We even ate at freaking a barbecue restaurant tonight. No mask. Yeah. Uh, it's, so that that's weird. Like, and a lot of it just doesn't make sense. Like you're saying, I went to I think it was like a casino or something, and there was like two ATMs or something, and they had like the six foot markers, but the ATMs were two feet apart. So it was like you're literally standing right next to somebody, <laughs> but they have the markers six feet apart. It's like that doesn't make any sense, people. Come on. <laughs> well, that's like uh, in Springfield, you have to wear a mask in the restaurant until you get to your table. Because once you yeah. get to your table, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can't eat with a mask on. No, right. I, uh, I'm just waiting for the kids' school to get shut down for one yeah, kid. Yeah, that's crazy. It's weird, man. It's a, it's weird times. So, you've still been pretty freaking busy with calls, though. It looks yeah. like. Oh yeah. Yeah. It uh, it never seems like it's ending. Never is. All right. What what's new? You've been working on. Uh, well, the call for your contest, I just posted it on call notes. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, we wanted to get more into that pyrography. Uh, I was always kind of a drawer when I was growing up as a kid, you know, like draw stuff. So it's kind of, it's kind of a natural thing for me, really, because years of pencil drawing, it's kind of, kind of very similar. Yeah, do you use, like, um, what do you use, like, uh... I bought a cheap one off Amazon, not, like, super cheap, it was, like, 60 bucks. I'm sure I'll probably end up upgrading because on like the low settings, it seems like it still wants to get pretty hot. Is it just like so, a like some corn freaking tongs with electricity going through it type thing? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's how it is. Right on. So <laughs> this uh, burning on hedge, I'm sure was a uh, not the most fun. No, uh, it's it's just a little difficult because like. When you flame the hedge, even like with the torch, if you're doing the burnt hedge look, you notice how like the dark, the the uh, grain lines, they, they're just black compared to the rest, which is kind of a toasty brown or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when you're burning, I mean, you can hit those spots for half a second and just, they'd almost turn black. Like if you look at that dog, you can see there's one line on there that's like right down the grain line where it's almost black. If you look at it, it's a lot darker than the other spots, but it doesn't look bad. No, yeah, that came out super smooth, especially for, yeah, you had those two big, huge grain lines running down parallel to each other right yeah, through the middle was, of his head. Was, well, that's the, that's the part about, like, how you set it up, like, you know, because whenever you're building any call, you know, how do you set it up? Well, there's always, like, a front or back to the call, which is going to be kind of the... The showpiece. Not really, yeah, not really where the all the grain lines are, but it'd be, like... I don't know how to explain it, you know, uh, all your grain lines basically are going to be on the side mainly, mm-hmm. so yeah, so the front has like the bigger grain lines, because it's, uh, yeah, I don't even know how to explain that. It's that, the outside edge versus yeah, yeah, being the, right on the, the inside. outside grain, I guess, compared to the edge grain. Yeah, it makes sense, because, you know, you cut a tree and, you know, cut a limb of a tree, you got the real small circles yeah, on the yeah. inside, and it gets bigger as it goes. Yeah, basically the same thing. So I was like, I could put it on the side of the call, but then I thought that was going to look goofy. So no, it came out really clean. <laughs> and it's wild because where those big dark lines are at on the uh, the outside toasty part of it, they're almost lighter on the inside. Like, 
if you look at it because it's got that nice uh that nice yellow orange going inside by the dog's head but then you see that grain line and it's crazy black outside of the circle and it gets yeah. light on the inside of it it's pretty wicked yeah it turned out really good i like it yeah man that uh how long you been doing the the pyro what do you call it uh that's the first one pyrography 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 i yeah. guess is how it's spelled i don't know how exactly you pronounce it pyrography yeah i'm not a scientist <laughs> man i don't blame you yeah, right. i'm not a mathematician <laughs> uh yeah uh that was actually the first call i did the only other one i did was uh just a little test piece that i posted on call notes and that's of my other dog this is of my oldest dog she's 13 her name is Duchess. She's she's a really good hunter. Yeah, that's freaking wicked, man. So did you take a picture and uh, uh, freehand it onto there, or did you like? Yeah, I, I took a picture I have on Facebook and just kind of sketched out what I was gonna do, and then uh, the good thing about like drawing, any kind of drawing, really, is you can't, you almost can't ruin it. No, yeah, like you just put your artistic you can, take. Yeah, sometimes you can make it, you know, you mess up a little bit, but then you can just kind of flow with it and make it better. Like, I think the dog's shoulder looked really small, so I made it bigger. Uh, yeah, but that's how I did it. I mean, I just looked at a picture, sketched it on there, and then kind of did the outline first, I think, and then kind of just went with it. Yeah, dude, that is freaking ridiculous. And then you put some wicked wicked feathers on the insert man your carving has come a crazy long ways in a year yeah that, that one looks really clean i like it yes uh dude and you know that's the thing that's so tough i feel like brad has got the scent you know brad has got the feather game so trademarked you know it's his style and everybody trying to come up with their own variation because it's a very very cool you know, look to a call, man. Like, I love that look to a call, but you're trying to figure out your own way to do it. I think you came up with a really clean yeah. way. Yeah, I love, like the twist. I do like a quarter twist. Mm -hmm. So basically like the, yeah, that the feathers go straight down and I take like just a half a feather and go to the left or whatever. Yeah, I think left. I go to the left and that way it's kind of got a spiral twist to it just a little bit. Yeah, it makes... I did the straight ones on that one that uh, I call that I did it for Buddy Stippich. Mm -hmm. And plus, I didn't like that as much. I liked it. It still looked really nice. But I was like, oh, it was the first time I've ever done one like that. And I was like, yeah, well, whatever. It looks good. Yeah, dude. You're Like I said, your carving is super, super clean. And I like what you're talking about with the twist. It, it adds a little bit of movement to it. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of the thing. It sounds like a fancy art thing, you know, but it adds some movement in a still picture. Like, I really freaking dig it, man. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Is, uh, so, I haven't seen you do a bunch of these little straight barrels. Is that something you're doing mainly for the, uh, the... Maybe just, just for the pyro on I was going to say. It's, on my shape, it's got that big kind of, I don't know what it is. Shoulder? Big, big kind of sh yeah, shoulder. Yeah, I mine has the same thing. thing. So I was like, it doesn't leave you much room at all. And then you're going to be doing it on a curve, which is going to distort your image. Yeah. Well, that's like, dude, I've been playing a lot with, I've always done tips and like bands out of different yeah. material and calls. And I've been doing like center inlays. And with my shape is similar to yours. I have that big, huge shoulder and then it curves hardcore down like an Ostevic almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh my 
Dude, that is an absolute beast to do a center freaking, you know, oh, different segmented piece. Because right where the inlays are at is at the sharpest part of the freaking curve on the shoulder. Yeah, and you got to decide, well, do I actually want to turn down the inlay or do I want to leave the inlay kind of flat and then just bring the wood up to the edge of the inlay? Yeah, dude, it. I freaking yeah. make a tenon and freaking glue everything together and then turn it all down at once but it you know how inlays get they're like that little hump yeah because they turn down a lot harder than freaking wood does so it's like yeah you gotta kind of put your round cutter right on the center of that inlay man what i freaking have been doing on that right there because my curve is so freaking tight that if I put the round cutter all the way to the inside, like the closest part of the curve, like towards mm -hmm. the uh, the band area where it's real thin right there, it'll catch because it almost like curves under. Oh, I so you. I have to turn it on its side and make the blade like a straight up and down and kind of drag it back towards the curve. And it's yeah. real sketchy, but it works <laughs> without catching the best. I can't tell you how many calls I've blown out that freaking oh, shoulder yeah. by catching like that. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when I was doing bands, I was using, for the longest time, I was using a, uh, a three-quarter inch tenon for mm -hmm. my bands and my caps and stuff. That's just too small. It freaking, I blew so many of them out, so I went to a seven-eighths, and I don't blow any out now. That's of course, I'm a metal lid, so I probably wouldn't blow any out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only time I do use the three-quarter inch tenon is if I'm doing ivory, or probably white. I haven't done any white, but I, I like using ivory because it's got a kind of a soft tone to it for like a inlay. Because on a seven-eighths, it's just too thin. That ivory, when I turn it down, it's too thin, and you can almost see through it. Yeah, so that's where it gets doesn't look sketchy. Good. Yeah. Is when you can see that glue on the backside of it or whatever. Yeah. It looks kind of spotty. It just doesn't look good. I agree, man. It uh, it's crazy, but that's kind of the the learning process for everybody it figuring it out, man. It is. So for sure. let's talk about this call nuts classic, man, because we haven't even talked really since that thing kicked off. Who's what? Did you guys come together? Did Sean come hit you up and was like, "Hey, man, I want to do this," or what's going on? Yeah, basically, yeah. Sean reached out to me. He was like, "Would you be in?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm in." Always game for some fun. Did you expect to get eighty-two calls? Absolutely not. <laughs> I was thinking like thirty. I was like, "Oh, this would be cool. We'll do like thirty calls or whatever." And then, <laughs> and then it went just nuts. I was like, "Holy Toledo!" Yeah, uh, I bet your male lady man whatever hated you. Oh, I'm sure it was. It was a lot. I almost felt bad. Did you, like, make them put return postage in the box or send two boxes? Uh, they, yeah, they all sent, like, their address and stuff. Some oh, of them I cut out and taped on, and other ones I just wrote on the box. <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal. Had, it's not that big of a deal, but when you do 80 calls, man, that's yeah. the behind-the-scenes well, stuff. I had my fiancé help me, so, you know, it went pretty quick. There's labor laws in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't a paid job. It was a little bit, a little bit, but mainly is return shipping. Yeah, that 
like and keeping everybody's stuff together and whose is what and yeah that was that was the biggest thing like there's a couple of people that sent like prototype calls that they were kind of working on they you know want to just see basically how i thought it ran and how other people thought it sounded so they sent prototypes so there's a couple of people that you know weren't donating and they wanted them back that accidentally sent sean i think it was one person actually and then another one i think i put in the wrong box or something there's like two that I accidentally got mixed up but sean got it straightened out for me i was gonna say two out of 80 that's pretty high percentage man that's still yeah, you know yeah. you're in the hall of fame at that level <laughs> <laughs> not quite that in a thousand that in 900 <laughs> yeah i'll take it right yeah <laughs> yo man that that was really cool how long did it take you to film all the videos is that all done in one day no i did i tried to do like 20 at a time I was going to say, because, uh, you know, your freaking lungs would get blown out at some point. Eh, not so bad. It's just, it's monotonous a little bit, you know? Yeah. You want to put the same amount of care into every single yeah. sound file. It really wasn't the blowing them that was so bad. I mean, none of it was really so bad. It was just, you know, you, you know, like you said, you want to take a little bit of time, you know, I would blow it. You know, I, I kept, like, notes and stuff for, like, well, you call it a little bit flat, I thought, or... There wasn't enough hold, and then I was kind of, you know, judging the finish, if you will. Um, so, you know, take them over and look them over really well. Make sure there's no sand lines on anything. Um, you know, just make sure all the little stuff was how it should be. Yeah. I think that is one of the things that I'm going to have to figure out for this final round when we get down to two guys is mailing the calls in for a judge to have a look at them and i want to do it freaking live but channing is way too far away yeah. obviously being in freaking houston but uh trying to figure out something Corey's not too far away from me so maybe he could judge the video lives but well, I, I said it on the last one that i just recorded earlier so nobody's listened to it yet but i said it on the last one so when this one comes out people will know is <laughs> figuring out a way to do it live some kind of special judging so that way not only are we judging the the video but also being able to hold call in hand so make sure yeah. people have cleaned out the uh the tone channel get all the dust out of it. did you finish the inside yeah. of the barrel type stuff well i mean i guess it wouldn't necessarily have to be live i mean like uh if you would have like channing or Corey, if you know if you guys can't figure out a time to you know get together or whatever like have them do a video of them scoring them live not live but scoring them in a video and then posting it that way you know they could you know like here's here's why here's why i gave you this score you know i was looking at this and your band there's gap on the other side of it if you look at it uh so i docked you a point there um you know whatever yeah i think that'd be cool yeah it's definitely man we uh th i think that's the least favorite part of the whole thing and uh you know we Channing talked about it and then because judging other your friends and buddies work like that there's no way I'd ever want to judge like I hate just relaying the messages sometimes and you know because Channing scored it all and then sent it to me and then he started talking to me about individual calls and why because he knew he wasn't going to be able to do live and kind of going over some yeah. different things and like i hate it because so here's the biggest here's like the biggest deal is like 
people need to take everything with a grain of salt. It's like, I've like, I've been doing contest calling for quite a while now. And it's, you know, you're always going to have, even if you're at like the peak of your game and like, you know, I went back to back years in second and third in worlds. And then like, I went to Rogers and I got ninth. Uh, you, you go talk to the judges and the judge is like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. They tell you something and then you, you take it to heart and you're like, you know, you kind of get down on yourself and you don't realize like everybody's going to have a different opinion. You go ask five other people and they're going to tell you something a little bit different. That's like, uh, on the like NWTF and stuff. I didn't do very well in it, but realizing, you know, I didn't really take it to heart because I kind of, I kind of know how it is. That call's not going to fit everybody's taste, you know, not everybody's going to like it. I think that's, that's, you know, what people got to realize is you didn't score super well, you know, talk to the guy, take his, you know, if it's leather sand lines, everybody's going to dock you on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but if he blows it and he doesn't like your call or whatever, I mean, granted, they're not sending this in for someone to blow. But you you just got to take everything with a grain of salt and, you know, look for, take the positive criticism and use it in a positive direction, you know. Well, and don't get it negatively. Well, and that's kind of one thing that, you know, we talked about was looking at every individual call and seeing how how in-depth it was. Because this is supposed to be a very high-level competition. You know, yeah. like, the people are putting out insane stuff. You guys are doing crazy stuff. Wait till you see Ron's call. He just sent me a picture of it. it is oh, insane. He always does awesome work. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So it, I, the way I talked about it with Channing is look at the call, look what's been put into it, and come up with if this thing was 100% perfect, what's the max it could score? Yeah. <clears throat> and then start nitpicking it away and figuring out what you think, you know, start running your different scores. So, like, if you just do a one material band or a one material uh call and there's no inlays no stippling no carving no burning no anything like that what's the max you're gonna get on there so there were a lot of guys that they did their call what they set off to do and they did it very very well like maybe the max that call would have got is a 20 because there wasn't a inlays or segmented or you know any of that kind of stuff it wasn't ca'd but they got 19 out of 20 i mean they did a killer job on it it just wasn't as in depth as uh you know some of yeah. this crazy stuff oh like i got brad eldridge his is pretty nutty with all those inlays dude his is crazy he sent that to me a couple days ago it was like i don't know if i should ca this thing or not and i was like i can tell you channing is judging and i don't know if you've ever looked at his instagram but uh he's a pretty big ca guy so it might not be a bad idea yeah <laughs> it, it's pretty his his is super clean yeah, it's wild though, and that's you know, I've had people ask me you know what, you know why are we picking you know like why is Channing it why is Channing the judge? He asked me he's like why the heck do you want me to be a judge? And I was like dude look at what you do. I was like you checker you inlay you stipple you freaking etch you uh, scrimshaw you burn. I was like dude you do everything. So if there's anybody who understands what goes into a call, it's you. I'm not making you judge the calling part of it. I just want you to judge the build because you get it. Yeah, for sure. 
that's what it takes to make a good looking call exactly exactly well and that's like uh you know we started off the episode i told you the you waited until the end to drop your name and i had a lot of messages from guys that were like yeah i wanted to do this but i'm not doing it now (laughs) and i was like dude it's not that serious Oh, well, I figured I'd, you know, get it out of the way. Yeah. I figured you're probably going to do another one. I don't know if you're planning on doing this, like, once a year or by, like, twice a year or whatever. Um, but, man, maybe next time I'll be a celebrity judge. I don't know. Dude, absolutely. I want to do, I thought about doing a meat duck style of it, but the judging is just so subjective. Yeah. It's not as uh, structured yeah, for sure. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You said a meat isn't that what it's supposed oh, to be? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I said I meant live up. Yeah, um, honestly, I think meat's probably better. Uh, live duck's really tricky because a lot of guys can call well, but they can't call to sound like a duck. Calling to sound like a duck is tricky. Because, like, I mean, I'm not talking about sounding similar to a duck. I'm talking about sounding exactly like a duck. Yeah, there's two totally different things. I'm calling to sound like a duck is really, really hard. If you're trying to sound realistically like a duck, I mean, there's a few people out there that do it really, really well. Corey and Seth, Trevor. Um, there's not a ton of people that do it very well because <clears throat> the, the tone, the tone is it's different between like a, a call probably you'd use for live duck versus most what most people would use for a meat contest. Uh, granted, layers do both involved, but they have a really good tone for both. There's not many calls that check that box. Well, and I feel like so many guys have grown up learning to call with the same generic cadences. Yeah, yeah. That's, you see, that's why it's, it's tough because they're calling... To sound like a duck, not to sound exactly like a duck. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a... Well, and you know, it's just as foreign as this meat routine is to most of these guys. Because I I can't remember who it was that sent me one. They're like, this is literally the first meat routine I've ever blown. I was like, well, why don't you record a few more? I haven't even listened to yours yet. But don't send me the first one you ever blew. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely... I mean, definitely, like, I even do multiple takes. I mean, that Main Street, I can't tell you how many takes I did. But granted, you know, there hasn't been any contest. It wasn't very well practiced up. So it was, I think, one day, like, I did maybe one good one, and then after that, my lips just went. Like, people, I don't think, understand how much, like, pressure you put into a Main Street call. But after about two routines, if you haven't been practicing your lips just can't stay on the call yeah well and like is it because of just the amount of vibrate like pressure being put through uh i think it just takes a lot of muscle from your lips to yeah. keep that seal because you need to keep that seal 100 percent. that way your you know the air velocity stays consistent if you start leaking air because your lips are kind of getting weak then i mean you're, you're screwed yeah yeah i can see it man it's a it's wild um you know, it's a huge learning curve, and I had, dude, it, 
the guys that entered this thing that have never done it, I have just the most respect in the world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, uh, there's a lot of other guys that have turned, that turned it down and some that I didn't expect to turn it down. But, uh, there was a lot of guys that I thought were pretty damn good callers that turned it down. Well, I mean, it's just for fun. I mean, what was the entry? I don't even remember now. 25 bucks. I mean, 25 bucks. That's, it's fun. I mean, it's like, I mean, some, some people didn't do like super extravagant call and I'm kind of upset at them. I used it to make, I mean, mine's not super extravagant, but it's pretty cool. Um, I just looked at it as a fun challenge. I mean, I'm obviously pretty competitive, but I just looked at it as a fun challenge. That way I could make a call that I probably won't normally make. Well, yeah, you and you, you know, that was one of my biggest things too, was I wanted guys to be able to go on there and sell their call that night if they wanted to. Yeah. You know, so you're not out, especially guys like you that are doing this thing for a living or trying to make some extra money you know you're not waiting around on postage for it to come back you you can sell it that freaking night and uh you're not out the money for the blanks and stuff like that because that, that you know as well as anybody else there's so many people asking you to donate your time or freaking work and it's like i love to give back like you know that's very very important to me but i cannot give back to every single person that asked me to donate a yeah. call for something well, it's just tough because i mean yeah, it never, never ahead. It seems like right. <laughs> always behind. Always Got behind. I have these four calls sitting on my bench that I've been wanting, needing to finish for the past two weeks. All I got to do is turn them and drill them and cut them, and it's like not that much work. The bands are already on there, and everything. <laughs> well, damn! Why are you not doing it? <laughs> uh, I just I made a call for a buddy. I had a buddy stop by today, and. Mm. Gotcha. I wrote him a call for a while. I was like, "Man, just stop by, stop by sometime, and you know, I'll hook you up." And of course, he chose clear. He chose uh, that windshield green, so I about punched him. But <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, "You took what should take like an hour and a half, and we turned it into like two and a half or three. <laughs> yeah. Do you hand polish transparents? Yeah, unfortunately. Me too, dude. That I quit doing that. Um, I did a couple of transparent stuff last year, but. Dude, you could not pay me enough to do that crap again. Yeah, I'll do it once in a while, but not very often. I freaking hate acrylic, man. I just, it has nothing to do with turning it. I love turning it. It's easy. It's way cleaner, you know? But you yeah. get strings on you, but if you get your vac going or anything like that. Well, it, that and, like, uh, what do you use to drill with, like, the tone channel? With my tone channel? Just, yeah. uh, I use transmission fluid to keep it. See, legit. I do too, and then you got freaking transmission fluid freaking everywhere. Yeah, and it stinks. And... <laughs> yeah, that is a definite, the learning curve part of everything. I think I picked that up in like the first month and a half. It really kicked in when I started doing transparency. I was like, oh, this is scorched all the hell. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who told me. But, uh, yeah, that is saved. Because I was trying to do... You know, the inserts, you can usually save them, but the freaking barrels, man, you get one oh, yeah. scorch. It is throw it away, restart. Yep, pretty much. Uh, the only thing I've learned about those is, so when I sand mine, uh, I do, I basically have an undersized dowel rod that I put sandpaper on. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't know, it probably comes in at 600,000, so I just put like 
enough sandpaper on it to go around one and a half times or so and then I tape it on that little dowel rod then I wet the dowel rod and you know put maybe a little water in the barrel and I always make sure to go for the mouthpiece that way I don't remount the the where the hole is for the o-ring right that way I still get a good seal and because if you remount that that's when you're really screwed. yeah you got all that air lost then you're stuck yeah. see I uh I'm retarded, probably, and there's no offense to anybody that has these special needs, but I'm an idiot, and yeah. I do it with my pinky, and I put it back into the forejaw, and, like, I'll, um, I'll use, like, painter's tape to go around my band or whatever it is before it's yeah. polished up and everything, and I'll painter's tape the crap out of that and then throw it in the forejaw, and I'll freaking be doing it with my pinky, and there's been a couple oh, of times no. I've burnt my finger, but... Four jaws the worst too because you hit your finger and then you freaking get a blood blister. Yeah, it's a real quick learning process. You do yeah. not screw up more than once. I do see. I do mine weird, and Stelzner commented the other day, and I, everybody. That's that's one thing I learned from filmmaking too is everybody does their own thing, their own way, and none of them are wrong. Like some people are gonna tell you you're wrong, but if you start doing it their way, you might have some troubles, and you might just want to go back to your way because everybody has their own take on it. So I do my bore first. I'll polish my bore first, and then I have a mandrel that's a little bit smaller, so I have two pieces of paper painter's tape on it, so I can slide my barrel on and then do the outside. Because it seems like every time I end up doing the bore after I polished and sanded the outside, I get it perfect do the, bar- the inside then I end up scratching up the outside so I just gotta redo the outside again well yeah so or that- you fling freaking uh, polish or something on the outside and it's like well now this is all freaking gummed up and yeah. hazy right there at the mouthpiece I get yeah, it man so- I have painter tape uh, <clears throat> I'll use painter's tape on my mandrel to get that last little bit that's not in yeah. the four jaw yeah so that's how, that's how I do mine it's I mean I said, everybody does their own thing their own way. None of them are wrong. Well, and see, that's the one of the cool parts about call making, like you were talking about, is everybody... I, nobody trained me how to do any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, I've picked up some tips and stuff like that, but there was a shop class. I think the last time I had shop was in eighth grade, and we weren't playing with freaking lays. Like, we were building birdhouses and crap like that. Oh, and then yeah, in yeah. high school, it was like, you could take shop, but you'd have to have... Like, I took two PE classes instead. Because if you took weights and PE class, you wouldn't have to lift after football practice. So I was like, I'm going to do it during school. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, I hadn't had shop. I mean, I had done some welding and stuff like that after school when I was in the Navy, but I had never freaking ran a lathe like that. So, you know, here I am at 24, 25, trying to learn how to freaking run a lathe that I'd never done before. So it was all new. And uh, there's some things that you realize, like guys will tell you not to do something. And yeah. like, oh, don't do it this way. And then well, you're the like... Big, the biggest thing for me was CA. Everybody said use thin. I went through three different brands of thin CA, and I can never, for whatever reason, maybe like you said, I'm just, I have a little bit of Down syndrome. <laughs> whatever. Uh I could, I can, it always seems to set up before I can get it all the way across on the barrel. Oh, yeah. I always, I, I, when I started, I started with medium, and then everybody's like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. So I went to thin. I was like, all right, I'll do thin. 
sometimes it'd be okay, but most of the time it'd start to set up, and then I got freaking paper towels stuck to the barrel. I'm like, oh, cool, this is freaking great. I literally got to the point where I was like, I quit CA, I will never do another call. And then I was like, why did I ever switch from medium? I went back to medium, and it's just easier for me. It's better, same result. Yeah, yeah, as long as you're getting the same result, that's weird that it sets up that fast. I don't know. I'm literally brand new bottle. Someone's like, well, maybe it's because you left it in the shop and it got hot. Sometimes that'll change the the formula, whatever the set point on it. Yeah, their setup point. I'm like, all right, well, brand new bottle immediately. Freaking just, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. See, mine being hot never bothers mine. Like, in the wintertime, though, I'll keep my CA and my uh, accelerator in the house. Because if not, it will it just sets up real goofy. Yeah, it'll get a little cloudy looking and crap like that. Oh, yeah. And that's a... God, there's nothing worse. And I talked to someone else that had the same problem. They're like, man, I hate CA. That's the same problem. I was like, try medium. I I haven't talked to him to see if he's tried it, but I told him that was like a couple weeks ago. Bro, the first time that I ever messed with CA, I think I had watched uh, Andrew's video a couple times, but, you know, you forget by then. And I left it at full speed oh, and cranked gosh. that sucker up, uh, and I was uh, using let medium. Rip. Yeah, I was using medium because I was doing a little filling beforehand and then sanding it back down. And, oh, yeah, dude, I had so much CA all over my face. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Probably high spots everywhere on it. Oh, God, yeah. I had to just completely take it back down and redo the whole freaking thing. Yeah, the easy, if you get to that point, the easiest thing to do is just turn it off. Don't sand it off, just turn it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Freaking, I'll hit it with some accelerator and let it crystallize, do all that crap, and then turn it back down and then start over, man. That uh, CA is a beast, but when it's done right, it looks freaking fantastic the worst part about it is it's just no damn good for hunting like uh, i don't know i had i've had pretty good luck with mine i've had i have had one call from a call maker who shall remain anonymous i hunted his for like just a little bit and it was just trash the ca was yeah <laughs> i hunted one of mine that had ca i mean it probably needed redone after a year which i mean well, that's probably no big deal but it held up pretty good. A little bit of air spots on it. I mean, well, and that, it probably depends how much you hunt too. I mean, I hunt a lot, and for my call to go through a year and not just be completely garbage, that's that's pretty good, I think. Well, you know, and it's not so much that it doesn't hold up. Like, of course, I treat my calls like absolute dog crap. I throw them in the freaking yeah, bag. So and, yeah, I don't give a crap. So that's why I was the blind bags are going to get full of dirt. And yeah, exactly. You're going to have to pull the reed out, blow it out a little bit, and be good to go. I've had one uh, that I've hunted for like five years that I CA'd back in the day, and it's still, you know, it's not shiny by any means, but it's not chipping or peeling. But if they do, the amount of work to refinish one is freaking a headache versus like you know just oil and wax and all that stuff yeah that's what i'm talking about i actually have someone's call nathan tally's call we had him on not that long ago that i gotta refinish um i need to do it soon before hunting season gets here in case he wants to use it uh but um probably just gonna end up turning it on ca off i think it's a lot easier to sand it yeah i'm sanding it i don't know we'll see either that or i'll get some like hunter grit and just rip it off yeah 
Well, and it's probably not 100 grit. I have 220. That's probably what I'd use. I don't know. <laughs> 220 will do it. It'll take a little bit longer. I have a 150 that's kind of like a nice in between, but dude, yeah. that is. It's always such a pain in the ass to find big sheets of like, you know, or like a big pack. Um, like freaking Lowe's and Home Depot and crap like that. They'll always have like 2,000 and it'll be like three sheets. Yeah, they'll be like weird. Like, oh, sweet. This is going to last three calls and then I guess I'll yeah. come back. <laughs> I ordered mine off Amazon. I can't remember. I don't really like the brand because it. Like, if you fold it, it, like, literally, you like, cracks in half. Yes. Uh, I hate that. I like the kind that you can kind of fold it, and it just kind of, it folds nicely. It doesn't crack in half, and now you have two pieces rather than just one. Yeah, I, uh, I use the, um, it's made by 3M. It's the one that has, like, almost that, like, rubber coat back. Oh, yeah. I think it's probably got wax. It's probably wax on the back. Yeah, yeah. It's super flexible and stuff like that. I think some of them have wax on the back of them. That's where it's at. That gator sandpaper is pretty good. That's what it is. It's gator. I think Sam makes it. Yeah. That's the flash right here. Huh? I have a sheet right here. Made in Canada. Rusty loves this stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll tell you, my one of my least favorite things is getting a call CA polished up, ready to go, getting ready to put it in the box and drop it. Oh yeah. On the edge or something like that, and you're like, I have to redo. There goes an hour. Like, I have to redo this whole damn thing. Yeah, pretty much. Start back over with like three twenty or four hundred or whatever. Right. Uh, I'm I'm starting back fresh, and especially like yours. You know, we have those high spots on, the, like, the shoulders and yeah. the mouthpiece and those stuff. Points. Yes, and it's they're all, worse. they're freaking death. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, yeah, not a problem. Freaking, you already submitted your videos and everything, too, huh? Yeah, I got them done uh, Saturday, something like that. Just get it out of the way. Yeah, I got a... As soon as I jump off here, start cataloging and getting ready to send them all out. Brad just sent me a message, seeing which video he wants me to upload. So, yeah, just a another little bit of the the piece, but I appreciate well, it, man. And have uh, fun. I appreciate you putting this thing on. Like I said, yeah, it's been man. fun already, especially being in that group message with all those guys. They're all great guys, dude. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. Like, yeah. It, it, it cracks me up freaking stealth and it cracks me up like you know you know it's gonna be a good time when ronnie turner's in the group if you like if it's got anything to do with anything if ronnie's there it's gonna be a good time well and him freaking working so much and he'll jump on he'll be like oh god a hundred messages what the hell are you guys doing all day <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious <laughs> dude i've tried to get him on this thing for a long time and he gave the yes i just have to have the time to do it yeah set up a time <laughs> right exactly all right brother well uh good luck to you i guess tonight when this comes out but on wednesday all right sounds good man all right buddy take care i'll holler at you later yeah absolutely man bye all right guys domingo sanchez duck factory calls hopefully you liked it like it share it enjoy it get on the uh the ever-growing paperweight list at unstable calls Get yourself a nice, classy piece of apparel from Foxtrot Apparel. And tune in to the head-to-head tonight, 7.30 Central, Facebook Live.
yeah, have a good.